Our DT Systems, the Wrap 1400 or 1400 if you like doing it that way. But it's the Wrap 1400. It's a collar that is super reliable, ready to rock, and it's super handy because you can hold it in your hand while you're shooting your shotgun during duck season. So it's a cool unit for you and your dog come hunting season so that you've got control over any situation. Anything the dog throws at you during the hunt is right there, easy and accessible. Bingo, bango, bongo. If you don't want that one, check out the H. 201820. It's the DT Systems and it's dog tested, dog tough. Our baby Gunner Kennels. Man, one of the things that I love about Gunner Kennels is they're thinking about our older hunting buddies. Old Buck, he hangs out in a gunner kennel when he goes to and fro. And in his, we've got the ortho pad. He's got the old joints. And, and even if your dog's not old like Buck, you just want a little bit of added protection as you're rolling down the road to keep that dog from bouncing around a little bit. So the ortho pad, super huge. If you got a younger dog that may dig a little bit, maybe chew a little bit, that performance pad is going to be clutch as well. So check it out. It's the full kit brought to you by Gunner Kennels, always innovating our industry and always keeping your dog safe. Slide in the DMs if you'd like to learn more about getting you and your dog into a gunner kennel. Have you wondered if you want to force fetch your dog? Maybe you think your dog's too soft. Maybe you're too nervous to screw, quote unquote, screw your dog up. Let me help you. I built a start to finish course with different dogs, different breeds, and different personalities from start to finish to show you how that you and your dog can do it successfully and easy jump in links in the description we'd be happy to help you let's go let's set goals and get you and your dog where you want to be this duck season this is a story about a man and a deer the story of Old Nubby. Plus a few other fun things going on here at the Lone D. But if you wanted to hear, and maybe you saw, hold on, excuse me. If you wanted to hear something about a deer, let's be clear. Just grab yourself a beer. You hear? Nailed it. There we go. The story about Old Nubby coming up. I'm really excited to share it with you, but stay tuned. First off, we got to do that. Patreon.com forward slash Lone Duck Outfitters. We just launched our Force Fetch course, our series. Bunch of different dogs, bunch of different breeds, bunch of different personalities, nuts to butts, Force Fetch. Anything you can think of. And it's on right now. It's on Patreon. And anyone that's on Patreon is getting like an exclusive look at it, a discount towards it. And what I'm enjoying is getting the, what do you want to call it, Kevin? The reviews, the feedback, feed, maybe yeah, thank like you. the feedback. I, what do you, what do you think? Yep. What do you think? So uh, a lot of good feedback thus far. A couple things that I think is good criticism that we can add to it as it goes, which if you join now and we can get that feedback done on the next batch of force fetch dogs that I get, like you'll get updated on when that happens. But long story short, good feedback. So if you want to be in on that kind of thing, 
patreon.com forward slash Lone Duck Outfitters. It's like buying me and Kevin a beer. So if you enjoy this podcast, if you enjoy the Instagram, if you enjoy the YouTube, you want to support the show, and you want discounts on all the good stuff that we do, that's where you can support us. Next up, Paparina. I don't like that one. No, we'll keep, we'll keep from the going. dark blind to the holding blind. It's Purina, baby. The food that fuels the truck alone, duck. Next up, man's best kennel. That's Gunner Kennels. Now, Christmas is upon us, which boggles my mind that we're almost at like the quote unquote, we've been all talking about Black Friday. We got like our. Mm-hmm social media folks that are helping us out and and they're talking about black friday i'm like are you s i h i t t me that it's almost black friday bud like that's the freaking year's almost over duck season's almost over no there's still more time yeah but it flies by but anyways if you're thinking of getting something for your hubby or your wifey or for vice versa's, or maybe you want one and you're like, hey, hubby, wifey, can you get me one of these? Hit us up. We'll, we'll get you into a gunner kennel. Any of the gear that we actually supply, just hit us up. We can help. We'll help. So man's best kennel. My, man's best kennel. Gunner kennel. Next up, dog truck. Collar, it's in my back pocket, in my hand, on the dog's neck, 24 7. Dogtra, great customer service, great product. I would say 90% of you are looking at that 1900S or for the bark collar, that YS600. And the Edge RT should be back in stock starting in 2023. Next up, Kevin, do you smell that? Mm. <clears throat> I feel like I haven't done that in a while. Felt good to get it back, baby. Uh, Let a couple bismuth eat uh, with some clients and friends of mine out near Saratoga, New York. Oh, we haven't even talked about that. Yeah, we can dabble it on on the old nubby episode Um, and had fun. They they ate. They ate. It, It was slim pickings, but they ate. Next up. Welcome if you got them. Kevin and his wife Rachel brought over dinner tonight, and we put a little chicken on the old Traeger grill. Smoked that meat; it was delightful. We did a chicken Alfredo with broccoli type of deal, and uh, smoked the meats, and it was good, very good. Been putting a little bit of old nubby on there too, if you know what I'm saying. Next up, Standing Stone Kennels. Standingstonesupply.com, another kind of Christmassy idea thought process is if you're looking for ideas for yourself or your significant other, head over to standingstonesupply.com and get pretty much anything you can think of to train your dog. Tell them we sent you. Lastly, Waypoint Outdoor Collective. They keep us in tune with you and you in tune with us. All right, Kevin, let's get in the show, bud. And sidebar to my successful nubby hunt. Oh, Kev laid one down tonight, a little dosky doe. 
Dosky do. Dosky do. Don't mind if you do or do. Gotcha. Yeah. Me, me in the freezer, baby. Me in the freezer. Me in the freezer. And uh, fun hunt. Kevin and I got to sit in a blind on the property tonight. Um, just me and him. It was great. At the end of a work day and just enjoyed each other's company and wait. And uh, this is not the stand that I, I got nubby in. We'll, we'll talk about that next. But this is a stand that religiously I see a group of deer come out and feed into the field at the end of the night. And so it's, and it's a big like pre-built before I bought the property deer stand that you can fit two people real comfortably in. And so instead of like going, sitting somewhere else, you know, just to go and hang out and like quietly BS together. That's what we decided to do. I don't think I had super high expectations going into it. It was more like, I just worked hard today, got some good stuff done. Yeah, and good planning, shoot. and then it was like, well, see what happens. Yeah, and you want to walk people through how it went down? <laughs> yeah, we can. So, uh, don't mind if I do. <laughs> don't mind if I do, skis. Uh, yeah, I mean, we were kind of kicking back and talking about how definitely nothing was going to come out of the woods. We definitely did. This was like an hour till the end of the hunt. So usually it's like the last 15 minutes you'll see him feed into the field. Yeah. Yeah. And lo and behold, my eagle eye, (laughs) eagle eye, uncle Bob gives me a nudge and goes, is that a stick or a deer? You know, I don't know. I didn't say that. You 100% said that. I said, so I think pulled out the old deer. binos. I, I have eagle eyes. I said, I think that's a deer, not a stick. And then a little flick of a tail. A little flick of a tail. I was like, oh, son of a bee. It's a deer we're ski. In, we're in business. <laughs> and uh, she moseyed, moseyed on out to, came out of the woods at about what, 50, 60 yards and moseyed over to like a little I don't know. Within 30. Yeah. And we're in rifle zone. And and where I live right now, it's it's, uh, rifle season. So we don't have to, we didn't have to wait for her to get any closer, really. As soon as she crested the goldenrod, that's my land. And that's our shot. Right. But we kind of wavered, like, do we shoot a doe? Do we see if a buck's following? What do we right. do? So kind of waited a little bit. And we had plenty of time, as you mentioned. It was like an hour and maybe 15 or so until until sunset. So we're like, all right, well, we'll just... Why don't we wait it out? See what happens. See what she does. And moseyed around. Had Hung no out. idea we were there. Probably watched for 10 minutes, maybe? I don't know. Probably 10 minutes, which is cool. It's just enjoyable to, to watch the yeah. deer feed and did you know she was like itching herself yeah just Just, need to watch him be a deer just different uh and with that amount of time nothing it was like all right she at that point was maybe 45 yards nothing was following her out into the field like okay and i have a doe tag you whispered in the freezer i'm gonna take take the shot i'm like hell yeah (laughs) (laughs) So you all hear me talk about Marco Polo on on here once in a while with our, our friends Blaine and Oliver. And we actually have a running hunting season contest 
So anything ranging from like a bear, which what are the likelihoods that any of us get a bear, um, all the way down to a squirrel has like a, and this is like a common theme with fire departments and community gatherings of like hunting competitions. So you, you put a little money in and money goes back. Well, no money's going back for our, us guys, but it's like winner take all right now. Blaine's in the lead. He is a squirrel killing. Oh, he's all over it. He's got a couple wet wascally wabbits. True. Two deer. Yeah, you got a doe and you got a, a nice buck. buck. Yeah, you got a real nice buck. Yeah, he did. And maybe a crow. I think he got a crow too. Anyways, long know. story he, short, he's Blaine is all over racking. It. He is racking points up. I got a couple rabbits. I got a squirrel. Kevin's got a squirrel. Nub. And I got old nubby. Oliver's got a nice buck. Oof. Oliver's got a real nice buck, a couple squirrels. So, like, be, between me, Oliver, and Kevin, we just it's, I think but, I'm in second place. Yes. I'm in last. Oliver dropped a nice buck. But you might be with this. With this one, you might be in because that's the other kicker. If you get it, if the if the hunt is filmed, if you can, like, hold your gun and film on Marco Polo. If you can, like, FaceTime it while everybody's basically. watching and be able to still come uh, up with it the shot so blaine's got a squirrel kill on marco polo oliver's got a squirrel kill on marco polo it's great but nobody's gotten a deer one blaine got a deer one on a few years ago oh really he propped it up in the blind and like put his phone on (laughs) propped up and got a doe but but yet so kevin had his phenomenal phenomenal cameraman me Filming on Marco Polo live with Oliver with commentary. and Blaine watching. Yep. It was like a, I don't want to say a little teamwork, team effort. Yeah. But it was, it was, there was a cheering squad. Definitely cheering squad. It was great. With the whole action going down. And, and the best part is like, you know, let's be honest with everybody. Like we're, we didn't grow up deer hunters. Oh no. I've so, only been doing it for a few seasons. So like for for probably I bet 90% of people listening are like, nice job. You got a dough. Cool, man. Cool, man. This is like cool. This is like level nine for us out of 10. Like we are are not, we like to duck hunt, grouse and woodcock hunt. Deer hunting is like a newer thing to us and something that we're learning about and perfecting and having fun doing. And with your new property, it's like all sorts of learning. Learning. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, reading the sign, finding scrapes, you know, figuring out where they're coming and going and and da 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 da. So, you know, for us it's like kind of a big deal that shoot, we did it right. You know, there there's a freaking I don't dough. know how. I don't know how, but there's it was there. Dough. It was alive and it was there and it was moseying. And it's it's still sort of the rut. So like half of us were thinking let it ride. We got a lot of time. The second half is like shoot it. And well, then we got time for that buck to trail right. it. So, so the doe started moving away and moving away. It was probably 45 yards, but it was another going 15 yards and it would have been off Bob's property and into the golden route again out of sight. Right. So it's like, okay, if you're going to, going to do, you got a doe and, uh, she turned broadside. He let her eat, let me, it was quick and quick and easy, which is great. Yeah. And yeah, again, then we shot, had bud. another hour and 
hour, about an hour, an hour, whatever left of hunting. So we're sitting there, we're like, woohoo, it's great. Which nice. is another highlight of the hunt, really, too, because on the far side of my field, a three pack came out and then another three pack came out. And, and at then this an- point, well, but at this point, it was getting darker. So we're sitting there with the binoculars being like, okay. You're just watching them. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, just watch. Probably them. two, what do we say? 225-ish, yeah. 230. Just watching. And they're playing and roughhousing. Frolicking. It was pretty cool to watch. Yep. And then another uh, one came out. So I think the seventh one, we could not see Antler. But he came out after them and it's like, could that be a spike? And we couldn't see. But you're just watching this deer. I wouldn't really say chase him around, but like it didn't have doe behavior. It was compared to the other excited. Does. Yeah, it was a little more excitable, which is cool. But we couldn't tell. And and for my comfort zone, that far, um, and and really probably yours too. Like beyond two hundo is, is not what we want to do. Well, not and I mean it. It was getting darker. Sure. So it's like. And they're and they're it's legit not. frolicking. So like the one you think is the if it were a buck, and we were certain it was a buck. As they're like intermixing and playing, you're like, ah, where did he go? Well, Bob like, kept he was looking through the scope, and he's like, yeah, the, the one on the left is is that one? I'm like, what? What do you mean one? They're all moving. What, yeah, which one's the, the left? Which one's one? on the left one? Well, we we're just having fun. The brown like, one. yeah, we we're just having fun looking at them, and it then sure cool. as shits, another one comes out from our left at like 70 yards and you're like they were everywhere tonight and we're getting a cold front yeah but that's the most deer i've seen on my property during a deer hunt hands down same and it was cool that we got to one take one home and do it too and it was it was fun to sit and kind of bs with you because otherwise i don't know deer hunting is usually you sit down by yourself and then you go back to the truck and yeah hang out and tell the story whatever but this was like we got to almost duck hunt together if yeah. you will to be like you see that over there yeah we weren't going to shoot know. any anymore it was I, I had a buck tag have wow well, great tag. point yeah you have a buck tag so if if a buck walked out it, it could have been a thing but it, it it wasn't uh in our mind frame really that we were going to do anything so you're just enjoying watching looking through the scope looking through the binos watching them play and watching them screw off and be like and how many of those are gonna grow nice and tasty next year yeah so it was cool really fun hunt and proud and pumped for kevin to have some meat in the freezer yeah um i'm gonna do summer sausage fill a, fill a tag yeah i love a i love a summer sausage man dude that's one of my favorite like i like it because it's fun to just it's a good bring to someone's house sort of thing yeah tasty treat man yeah all right, now the story, old nubs. But I also want to hear about your duck hunt. Let's talk about nubby first because we're on the deer topic. Nubbin. Nubbin nubs. So the stand that Kevin and I sat in religiously has a group of does come out, which he ended up bagging one of them, I would imagine. It's the same one. And... I kind of made a pact to myself. How many are left? One less. Dose. Dose. Nice. (laughs) Baby. Anyways. (laughs) Nice job, bud. Good joke. Um, So this three pack comes out 
so okay sorry so the stand that kevin and i sat in tonight i'm gonna try and paint you a picture if my backfield is a rectangle this and you're you enter the field through like a, a two-track road a dirt road and if you go straight that's like a tree line straight if you look to the left it's like 250 to 300 yards to the left 400 something yards long so the field that we or the stand that we sat in tonight was in the back right corner and that's where that three pack of dough come out. The back left corner is butted up against two different properties. One has bedding area and good cover. And the other is a blueberry farm slash swampy area. And the deer typically will funnel from those properties into my field via that back left corner as well. And I've seen a few buck buck deers over there. Um I figured my best shot at a buck was going to be in that corner. So I sit in it. Wind is right, life is good. And out from the back right corner come the three doe. I'm like, sweet. You know, they're there again. Like I'm patterning these deer. It's, I'm starting to figure them out, that family group out. And right. it's just cool. Again, it's just cool to see them. So I got the binos on them, just watching them do their deer thing. And they meander all the way to me. And they get behind me and they wind me. And... They don't haul butt, but they lope off. They don't see me. They just kind of smell something off and they mosey off back across the field. So I'm like, oh, good experience, right? I'm, I'd never seen them cross the entire field. I figured usually they just like meander around that corner and then go back into the goldenrod or just whatever, do deer stuff. Deering around. Just deering around. So they wind me, lope off, probably 20. And now I don't pay too much attention to the field when I'm sitting in the stand. Usually I'm waiting for them to come from the other properties to cut this corner through a specific trail and enter my field. And so like my main focus is there, but every once in a while I look behind me and just scan the field and just see what's up. And where they loped off, I see a doe, a, a doe. This is in my head. I see the doe back out in the field. I'm like, huh. Didn't take her long to get comfortable again. So I just, again, I just gingerly put the binos up and just watching deer be deer. And I'm like, oh, dang. There's some antler on that one, bud headgear that's got some headgear on them and and it's definitely a bigger body antler like not like bigger body and i can see some antler i can't tell you that it's an eight point a 10 point a 12 point a 14 point of fork 
I just can see as it lifts his head and lowers his head to eat that there's bone attached. Yeah, I gotcha. Right. So yeah, yeah. I now I don't know what like, it great, is. Legal buck. Legal buck. It's a buck. So now I'm like, he's 275, 300 yards away. My comfort zone is 150. That's just what it is right now in my shooting skill set as a deer hunter, as a duck hunter. You know, I know what I'm also 150. <laughs> yeah. I know what I'm comfortable with and what right. I can do and you know, whatever. So you, I've got this comfort zone and it's 150 at 200 when I'm shooting. It's, it's just, it's not bad at all, but I just comfort zone 115. That's, that's it. Right. Everyone. So I keep watching my zones of the trail because I still believe that's where I will have my shot, but I keep looking over at the deer moving towards me. And he's following the trail that those does were on towards me, but he's not sniffing and hauling butt towards me. It's like, he's grazing and looking around and grazing. And then he moved three feet, taking his time and then five feet and then three feet and then 10 feet. And all of a sudden there's a hay bale at 163 from that stand. And he's at the hay bale. I'm like, we're 13 yards away from my comfort zone. And in my head, just being honest with you, in my head, I'm going, I still don't feel super comfortable. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the edge of the comfort zone. Mm -hmm. But that's but it's common. But but he but he isn't showing signs of I'm no, a turn tail and yeah, he's else. got no clue I'm there. But it's a wicked, it's almost 180 degrees behind me. To uh, your right. To my right. Which if you driving in your car and you sit and think how you hold a rifle you try and shoulder it and turn all the way to your right weird yeah so turn all the way to your left you can do it so it's not it's not that easy of a shot plus being kind of on the outskirts of your yeah so he keeps coming and while he's out of that distance i basically kind of figure out how to maneuver in my tree stand so i put my knees where my feet go I put the gun like if you if you're sitting in a chair with a foot stool, I put my knees where your feet go. I rest the gun on the back rest, like where you would lean your <clears throat> yeah, back. Yeah, I didn't against. know you did this. Yep. And now and then I can put the barrel against the tree. So I got a great rest. I got it on yeah, the I back gotcha. and then the tree, right? Oh, smart. So I got a killer rest. And old nubby keeps coming straight at me and I'm waiting for him to turn broadside or broadside ish. Really? I'm waiting and I'm waiting and he keeps coming. So I'm like, okay, now we're into my comfort zone. Right. And I got about seven minutes of shooting light left. Mind you, I have a patreon.com forward slash lone duck outfitters happy hour zoom meeting. Oh, at, that's right. <laughs> at like 7 p.m. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, in the back of my head, I'm like, I gotta deal with that tonight. Well, like if you yeah, okay. It's just in the back of my head. I'm not saying I'm not gonna shoot this deer, like a hundred percent shooting this deer. I'm just thinking, like, all right, if I got, freaking, got stuff to do, we got plenty. I got, I got <laughs> stuff to do 
So he turns broadside-ish. Wasn't a complete broadside, but it was like quartering to me, mostly broadside. I put it on his, you know, shoulder, squeeze the trigger, click. And so I go, I, I like slowly lift the bolt, which all this makes noise. And it was a quiet night. And so I look at the bolt, I open which the bolt. Which normally would just be very quiet. Like, yeah. His head raises up. I'm like, right. What? Normally it's quiet, but in this exact moment, it's like, no, 100% he heard me. Yeah. I mean, he lifted his head up. He's looking around. He didn't like freak out, but he's heard he something. up and was like, is that 270? <laughs> <laughs> you got a savage up there? Well, you didn't put one in the chamber, bud. <laughs> what an idiot. Yeah. So I'm like, what an idiot I am. So I chamber around, put it back down on him. And he goes back to grazing. And again, he kind of turns a little bit more broadside again. And I put it right, right there. And it's dusky. So in New York, you can shoot a half hour after sunset. And so it's dusk. And I see muzzle flash. And I see him hunch and haul butt towards the goldenrod. And which again is not your property. Not my property. Right. Goldenrod, <clears throat> tail down. But I saw him like hunch and then explode full pace in the goldenrod. And once they get in the goldenrod, it's not like short grass where you can see him still. It's he's disappeared. It's probably chest high. I mean, it, it's yeah, chest it's, to head high. Yeah. I mean, thick. me and you were looking the next day, so couldn't necessarily see you all the time. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, I missed him. No, actually, in my heart, I thought I hit him. Right then and there, I thought I hit him. So I get on Marco Polo, clearly, <laughs> first thing you do. And I'm like, Blaine Oliver, I got him. I got a buck. This is what happened. They're like, you got him. You know, all telltale signs. He hunched. And these tail guys down. know how to. Yeah, these hunted. guys are deer killers. So tail down, hunched. He's dead. You know, go down, look, look for your blood, look for your hair, and and track him up, bud. Congrats. I walked to where I thought I shot him, and now by the time I get down, now it's dark, and so I got a POS headlamp and a POS iPhone lamp, trying to find this blood where i thought i shot him and i got nothing nothing and like the sinking feeling of i missed him because i've been known to miss a deer when i first hunted i think i've missed three deer in my life i think i don't know i don't i hit a tree one time at salamone's property that i'll never lift down nope never 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 that sucker i could have threw a golf ball and killed him with it and, and so I get this buck fever, right? And, I, and I've been known to miss. And so in my head, I'm thinking Must have just... negative thoughts, like super negative, self-loathing, disappointment in you, Bob. You missed him. I mean, I've, I've shot this gun more than ever before. I've really practiced. I've done a lot of things to hone my skill set. And I still missed. 
no blood, no hair. So I get on the Marco Polo disheartened and Blaine's like, walk to the goldenrod. They're going to try and pick a trail that they know most likely. And you'll find blood like from the sides of him on the goldenrod, which listen, I've not I, like, I know that part. Some of it is just, you got to sit and think it's not rocket science. It's like, okay. Yeah. What but makes I, the most sense? Yeah. So now I but go in to the, the moment. You're like, oh my God, I, going I found three deer trails in that region that he went in. No blood, no hair. So now I'm thinking, okay, go get better light. So I, I lightly jog all the way to the house, lightly jog all the way back, which is kind of far. So I'm dying. Third of a mile. I don't know. Far, far. Whatever. Far. I'm lightly dying now. <laughs> lightly jogging, mostly dying. Mostly dying. And I get the better light and I got no blood, no hair. And now I got like 25 minutes to be on this Zoom call with all our Patreon people. So I'm thinking, okay, I missed them. Super disappointed in myself. Super self-loathing. Super questioning everything about my well-being and life and skill set <laughs> right. as a hunter. How terrible of a hunter can you be, Bob? Go do our Zoom meeting. And I decide at that point, I can't find, like, I can't just trounce around on someone else's property. So, and now it's late and I'm not going to text them late. I don't even really know them, truthfully. I just have their number. So... The last time you were looking for a deer. For the last time I was looking for a deer, right? <laughs> so uh, the next morning, first light, I go out there and I'm, I parked the four-wheeler where I thought I shot him, got back in the stand, shot it. It was 135, but then as I'm looking at things, I'm like, he was a little bit closer and a little bit more to the left. Now, Kevin shows up to come hang out and do some work and whatnot. And I'm like, all right, Kevin, you stand here and just look around. And he's like, I find what I found where he kicked. Like he kicked up the dirt. Yeah. Right? You, you were looking in a different spot and there was still no, still no blood. No, but still it, no blood, still no hair. Right. But it never found blood, never found hair. Right. But where I found, uh, this looks weird. It was like, uh, I don't know not a wrestling match took place, but it was like, well, something happened here. Like, yeah, but of, I mean, like, if I got shot at, I'd kick up some dirt too, son. Oh yeah. It looked like something got yeah. shot at from right there. Yeah. So he <laughs> hauled ass exactly. and kicked up this dirt and, and it's like, I know, okay, this is our starting point right. now. Right, right. Still no blood, still no hair anywhere. Now I know, again, I know the general vicinity where he went in and it still was the three deer trails that I had tried the night before. Right, right, right. So now we're going to take, again, in my heart, tell everyone, what did I think? He missed. Yeah. Well, I don't know what you were expecting me to say. That I missed. Oh, yeah. So I'm like, we just, you know, I finally, I got permission. Well, so when I showed up, Bob was very disheartened and he was like, oh man, like we can just get to work. I thought, I, I thought I'd just take a few minutes and look, but I don't know. I just stink. And Dude, I, was like, I right, mean, well, I'll like, never I'm here. Why don't I like, why don't we take 10 minutes and I'll come and we got. Yeah. You know, and by the way, I don't want to sound like I'd give up on a quarry, 
No, I, no. I searched the night before yeah. and I searched that morning. Still nothing. No blood, no hair. Yeah. I just mean, and I've very got disheartened. A, it was like, yeah, I've got this bummer. record of missing. So I'm like, no blood, no hair. Right. No deer. No deer. Right. So yeah, I was super. So I was bummed. like, all right, man. Like, let's put let's put a little bit of time in, and then we can get to work. Of which and start I agree. Yep. I didn't like fight that. No, I, no, I was no, in no. to find it. But the point is, I was one hundred percent certain there was no deer. I'm just trying to take credit for what happens next. That's all. Yeah. So we decided to like make coordinates, and and it's super tall goldenrod, so you'd have to stumble across it. And so we go in about a hundred yards, go across it a little bit. Yeah, got the permission, but go in a hundred yards go over a little bit, come in a little bit, you know, back to the field, go in a little bit, go back a hundred yards, go in a little bit. And I found them deader than a doornail right where I aimed. No blood. No, yeah. No exit wound. No, just like a dang pencil went into his side and poked him and there was no blood, no hair in in his bed. We, you know, there was no over whatever. It was like, he just went to sleep. He had a bloody nose. Yeah. It was like you punched him in the nose and he was sad yeah. and laid down and didn't wake up. Yeah. And he didn't. So that was the other cool part is it's not like he bedded down and died. Like he, he ended up dying quickly, um, which I'm, I'm happy about it. It's, it's a weird feeling taking an animal's life other. I mean, I guess in a weird way, other than a duck, like a well, duck and a grouse. Ton. Yeah. They're you, a little bit smaller. It's a bird, eat chickens, and, and you know, I don't know. Yeah, I just have a different feeling towards it, but I haven't killed enough deer to have maybe be uh calloused about it. But it was a great feeling recovering him, especially after the self-loathing of being a, a poor shot to know that no, I have practiced. I have I was calm. I didn't remember to effing rack a shell in which <laughs> that is weird normally i keep the gun loaded while hunting yeah in other areas too but it's like i i just it's just there it's in it like right right you were well you were expecting a boom <laughs> a boom dude you know what i think though is because you get super excited you were getting jacked up Watching when I was dude, yeah, shoot I was getting fired up, man. I like it, which I appreciate. But I wonder if having that moment of like click gave you pause to be like, okay, hang on, I got to rack one in, take a deep breath, you know, maybe, or it gave you even more adrenaline to be like, I think it, it really did give me more adrenaline. Oh, I was well, more. I Hold on, everyone. Cheers to you. Um. No, I, I mean, I still was calm. I still, I felt good. I mean, I've had a good bit of sits this year where I've seen deer and no knew that I wasn't going to shoot a doe until the rut was over. And so just kind of taking a deep breath and enjoying the moment helped me take my adrenaline down. I think that's part that I would impart on someone else is Instead of allowing the adrenaline to spike of this is my shot, no, it's, it's like, oh my God, he's there. Look at that. It's so cool. Yeah, just Check enjoy the moment. Enjoy, like, take a deep breath. Enjoy it. Think about it. Relax. Watch him. If he's not, like, I don't want to shoot a duck or a duck, a deer on the run. I don't want to hope that I hit them 
I want to make sure that I have a good clean kill. And so I'm really conscious of what I'm doing for the animal and for my own psyche, because I mean, I killed him and I still felt self-loathing. So like, I don't want to wound one and then have even more self-loathing. So it's like, it's partially for me, but I, I got the chance to enjoy watching him and and he's cool. Yeah. Old Nobby, man. So he... Yeah, the puppies are... I can't tell who that is. It's the puppies. I hear dogs barking and I want to go fix it. I, think, I it's, think it's the puppy puppies. Mm-mm. No? No, whatever. Um, Anyways, let's... Uh, well, he's cool looking. Yeah. He's, so Nubby, because he's yeah, got so some nub. strange antlers. Like, they're just weird. They're awesome. Some so, people would hate on this. Some people would be like, well, but he doesn't have that many points and this and that. All right, well. Yeah, but they can suck it. He's, so he's funky looking and there's no other deer that looks like old nubs. Yeah. So basically the assessment is he got injured in maybe a car accident or something like that, where when they have that kind of physical damage done to them, their antlers don't grow normal. And so one side, it was not broken off. It was just look like a goofy thumb like a weird <laughs> like an gnarly inch weird thumb <laughs> brown nub nub <laughs> it's just funny look yeah and then the other like, side out to the side weird i mean he's great <laughs> yeah and then the other side was three points but it came up down <laughs> Straight across, and then like a Tetris piece. It did. It was funny looking. So I, I had. Uh, I'm gonna have it euro mounted for the barn, just so I can remember old Nubby and how I kind of am excited to see what he looks like every time I look at him. Like he's a neat animal. I'm thankful for yeah. all the meat that we got. I got to gift some to my grandfather. I got to gift some to Kevin. We've already eaten some. Um, I did a a video making a neck roast off old nubby. So stay tuned for that on how I do a neck roast. Again, I'm not a chef nor much of a deer killer, but But stay tuned, but stay tuned. Instagram reels at lone duck. No big deal. Um, yeah, proud moment pump for it. I enjoy deer hunting. It's different than everything else that I've ever done. And so learning it, being better at it. Um, now trusting my shots, following up, at least on, trusting more. I mean, you did it. I just blows my mind. That I had no blood, no hair. So it's know. hard to not distrust yourself when you got no blood, no hair. You know what I will say though, is we jumped on that Patreon happy hour and we do have a few people who know their way around some deer hunting like Ben and they, and they thought had mentioned, he's like, yeah, it doesn't mean you didn't yeah, connect. Uh, agreed. So agreed. Yeah, which is great. Good experience. All right, quick duck hunt story. Oh, yeah, yeah, So uh, I don't really know how to pronounce her last name, so I'm going to butcher it. The Hatowski brothers. I trained their dogs Fudge and Mac way back in the day. Yeah, these bros are bash bros. Both Fudge and Mac and Chris and Nate. (laughs) 100% meathead best buds. Like, love these guys. Uh, their buddy Zach, another great dude, good, his dog. Good people. Yeah. 
So I trained all three of these meathead dogs for their meathead owners <laughs> years ago. Yeah, like, turns like... out these sons of guns are like four or five. Really? I know it flies, doesn't it? So for that amount of time, they've said, you got to come out. And they live about three hours away. So it's not an easy ride to just go and do a oh, go hang out. Yeah. But Nate got a, a lone duck pup from me and it's back in training. Really? Which one? Moose. Oh, I didn't know that. Cool. Yeah. So he came out, watched her work, and is like, we got to get you on a hunt. We got to get you on a hunt. Like, screw it. Okay. Pick a day, dude. He's a trooper. Um, So he works like three on, four off, four on, three off, weird schedule. And so I'm better at the midweekers. Like my weekends get booked up with family and everything. So, like, if I can squirrel away a Tuesday and make sure the dogs are good, like, I can do that, right? And I'll just work on a Saturday or Sunday. Like, it's just easier for me. Sure. So, I'm like, just pick a midweek day and let's go. So, now, I did get old nubby, too. And they're, them and their grandfather own a deer processing shop, too. So, it was like a, it was mostly for the deer hunt or the duck hunt. But I also got to take old Nubby and we, we got to do a little work on, you know, his hind end and make a bunch of, um, ground venison and you did sausage too, right? Yep. Right. Yeah. Yep. So very, cool. we got to do that, but, uh, whose dog did you hunt? We hunted Memphis. We hunted Zach's dog and we hunted their cousin's dog. So three dogs. <laughs> In a swamp, not ideal, but who cares? Yeah, whatever. All, all these dogs, time. yeah, all these dogs are older and well versed, and and know that we don't ever kill stuff, so it works <laughs> out. So they took a nap. Yep. And uh, it's a new property that they got, Beaver Swamp. Nate had scouted it, and there were some mallards and geese on it. So whatever, we're just we're going to see what happens. Turns out it was basically a roost. So we get in, get set up, life is good, and we're just hearing birds feeding and quacking and geese and whatnot. And uh, this was also the, is it a, oh, lunar eclipse. I was thinking a solstice, but a lunar eclipse. Whatever that was, you know, a week ago, two weeks ago. Which means the sun and the moon go across each other and it makes it super effing bright <laughs> before it's supposed to be bright. So all these ducks. So like before sunrise. Before saying, sunrise, oh before God. shooting light, everything is like, oh, I'm awake. Great. I'm going to fly to where I belong. And so <laughs> they get up and we, but it was cool. I mean, I bet we watched two or 300 ducks, mallards, teal, wood ducks get up and leave and fly all around us for 10 or 15 minutes where we, we can't shoot, but you're just watching this spectacle. That is cool. Amongst a, what's the word? God forsaken sunrise. Yeah. God forsaken meaning negative, but also other people be like, this is a gift from God. Yeah. Look at this. Yeah, this go. is beauty. Beautiful. No, we're it like, is, you, but you're also like, a, <laughs> yeah, dude. it was as bright as the freaking morning and they were just getting out of there early. 
So literally come shooting light and I, I'm a guest. Yeah. A hen mallard flutters in front of me and Nate. Why not? I didn't shoot. I thought he was going to shoot. And I'm like, I don't care. Like, I'm good with not killing a duck. Let the man shoot his duck. He scouted. Sure. It's his, yeah, yeah. It's his Over pond. his dog and one. Well, yeah. it was my dog. You know what I'm saying? But it's like, let him shoot the duck. So did nobody shoot? No one shot. And he's like, it gets up and leaves. And I'm thinking, he's going to shoot. You guys don't talk to each other? Dude, Communication. long story short, that would have been the only duck we could have shot at. Whether we would have killed it or not, I don't know. But I'm just saying that would have been the only crack at a duck we would have gotten. Oh, man. It was a hen mallard. And I, I had her dead nuts fluttering in front of me. And then dead nuts sitting on the water. And then dead nuts flying away. And I'm like, huh. He's got pretty good uh, poise to not shoot that sucker on the water. Because <laughs> I was... I was aiming. <laughs> he was aiming at her. I was gonna let that bismuth eat, son. And uh he goes, Yeah, I don't I, I couldn't hear it at all through the reeds. I'm like, All right, damn, bud. Like, all right, well, whatever. Plenty of more. And they just never really worked, but it was a beautiful, it really was a beautiful morning. Freaking sweet to watch all those birds. That is and, cool. You know, where we live, it's just not you just don't see that many so like some people are spoiled with 200 is small 200 is like phenomenal for us to watch in a beaver swamp you won't see 200 ducks all in one place uh, again for a while for a year two i mean that that's not a yeah unless i go somewhere crazy but not around here right so uh then all the geese started getting up you know at 8 a.m or something and uh we took a crack and knocked one down. And this is one parting piece of advice. Old Memf, two-time master national Memphis. Didn't see it. Okay. Like there's a bunch of geese flying around and we knock one down. Lands behind her and to, like behind us and to my left. And she's in a Momar stand with... You know, can't see around. Can't, it's, right. it's not like a open dog stand. It's with the blind on it. Doesn't see it fall. So I point her at it back. She jumps in the water, swims halfway there. Meanwhile, there's more geese flying around. So we're honking and hunting. Whatever. Yeah, keep hunting. I'm assuming, she, I mean, it's like 40 yards away. Meanwhile, this dog can do 400 yard blinds. So go in that direction. You're going to wind it. So we're honking, we're honking, and I turn around and look, and she's swimming back at me like, oh, we're going to get some more, bud. I'm like, you son of a Get Get out, kennel. So that group of geese didn't end up coming close enough for us to shoot. So I get her back out, say back, and I'm like, I'm just going to walk with her. So I start, and again, this is like the savvy, patient Bob compared to 10 years ago with Buck, where I'd have been pissed, frustrated, disappointed in my dog for not coming back with a bird that's 50, 60 yards away. Right. So I kick her back loose. She takes a beeline again, right towards the goose. But I'm like walking behind her. I think I said back to her like once or twice, 
as she like hit a muskrat, you know how like there's muskrat huddy things and she'll like clamor onto one and look at you back, jumps back in and keeps swimming through these weaving cat tally muskratty nasties and like climbing on one, climbing off, climbing on one, climbing off. Look at me, climbing off, climbing on, climbing off. Look at me, climbing on, climbing off. And every time I sit back, she just kept going. And I, I mean, I bet I walked 10, 15 feet, but just kind of walked with her a little bit towards it. Sure. Boom. Found the goose. Like I didn't cast her. I didn't blow my whistle. I didn't, I just back, back, back. And she just was like, Oh, okay. And boom, got the goose and brought it back. And it was fine. Back in the day, I'd have been frustrated, disappointed, um, upset that my training didn't click, whatever. Now it's like hunting and training are so different. And she is a training dog. She's picked up. Now, mind you, it blo- still blows my mind because she's picked up hundreds that is, of birds. That's still surprising, too. but it's still maybe just a lesson of like. It's just a lesson to a everyone dog. who's listening that she's a dog, makes mistakes. We're blowing goose calls. She thinks more fun's about to happen. So she pops back in to come hang out with us and see what is going on instead of finishing the task. It, it just, it happens back in the day. I can promise you I'd have been impatient and frustrated and disappointed in my dog. Now I don't care. I just help her out, get her to be successful. And, and we celebrated the goose. And if I had lost my patience, I bet I would have taken a little bit away from everyone else's hunt. So hundred percent, but you also would have taken away from the celebration of that mm-hmm. goose of like, woo, you know? Yeah. Then we had a couple more cracks at some geese, dude, where like all of our calling, I mean, they were sky high, sky high. And you know, dropping air out of their wings, like flipping upside down and just descending quickly. And so just doing those kind of acrobatics is fun to watch. And and they ended up like probably spotting us or whatever, but we worked several groups. We you had an couple, action. Yeah, you we're getting action. action. We had a couple groups that we probably should have shot at, but thought they were going to do one more pass. We had a couple groups that you know, we're, we're too far. And so it's good that we didn't shoot, but like just, we worked birds and worked as a team calling and, and growling at them and clucking at them. And and then like, as they're going away they're we're hammering on them and they turn and come and then you, you growl and just working them. So it was really a fun, fun hunt. And then another classic, like you're kind of hunkered down looking underneath the brim of your hat, eyeballing them, and you can just see like they're within range. And as soon as you stand up to pull the trigger, you're like F actually they're not in range. <laughs> yeah. And then you just l- take it to the you're plug. Like, anyways. Right, well, like, I already stood up. Yep. Take it to the plug. You got to teach them a lesson for getting that close at least. <laughs> um, but we had a blast They're great dudes. Um, they are good guys. Really That's enjoyed cool. it. I'm excited for their lone duck pup to go hunting with them. And I appreciate them helping with the old nubby. Um, D and S processing just outside Saratoga, like Schuylerville, Mechanicville area in New York. If anyone needs a deer processed in that area, great guys. Um, their grandfather is a Marine. Very cool. Yep. So nice, nice family. 
good dudes and uh love them so it was fun great hunt anyways that's the story of old nub kev's doski do doski don'ts hanging in the old barn skis oh yeah um and uh, a lone so goose. if anyone has a good sausage recipe yeah kev nice loves sausage, sausage for me it's gotta be know. a girthy one though let but, me know let me know yeah girthy sausage is kevin's alley all right everybody thanks for tuning in if you want to jump on patreon.com forward slash lone duck outfitters to get the force fetch discounts for the force fetch series please do so if you want to jump on to just support the show we appreciate you thanks for tuning in and until next time see you later (laughs) (laughs) bye Hey, join our community. If you enjoy the show, if you enjoy our YouTube, if you enjoy Instagram, it's like buying me and Kevin a beer. Join patreon.com forward slash Lone Duck Outfitters. The link is in the description. Click that link. Join the community. We've got tons of great videos, tons of great content, and you can ask me more questions. So join it. Enjoy it. We did it for you, and you're helping us produce this show so thank you so much to that community get in get out let's roll patreon.com forward slash lone duck outfitters hey listeners nick larson here host of the bird shop podcast as fans of this show you may be interested in the conversations on the bird shop podcast where we discuss all things upland hunting from upland birds and their habitat and conservation to the shotguns bird dogs and gear used to pursue them whether you're a seasoned upland hunter or just getting started and wanting to learn more i interview a wide range of guests each with their own unique perspective and valuable experience to share if you're on the hunt for more upland hunting conversation please consider subscribing to the bird shop podcast today Oh,